Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave cat puns i mean john i'm john how you doing <laughs> i'm jd i made puns before the show what's more fun cat puns or egg puns egg puns what's an egg, egg pun uh, like this is an excellent conversation oh, oh my terrible. god no i got that out of my system with batman in the 60s <laughs> oh my god you don't oh remember they had a, they had a villain what was his name egg, egg, egg man egghead egghead, egghead. He's played by egghead Vincent yeah. Price. Yeah. yeah so i'm so glad that you you brought that up and i normally go last but i'll go first so so this weekend i was at my girlfriend's house and we were like just trying to find something to watch and we were flipping around and i went on to tubi and they have Batman 66 TV series. So we're like, I oh, will watch this for a little bit. And like, when was the last time any of you watched that show? Oh my. Nah. Every <laughs> once in a while, you'll catch the movie. Yeah. Like, because they put it all over it. Well, it's probably, it's probably on HBO Max now. I haven't looked for it lately, but every once in a while on the, on the network shows or one of the upper channels that they'll play it. We were just watching it like, oh my God, the 60s were such a different time. Well, yeah. And it's like, and I mean, for those who know, the show is supposed to be tongue in cheek. It's supposed to be like a level of comedy to it. But it was just like, oh, my God, everything is labeled. Like, I was like, you forget about. Oh, and like, you know, you start at the beginning. They don't go into Batman's origin. Like, he's just Batman already in the show. Right. They don't touch on the origin because, again, it's a 60s show that was geared towards younger viewers. And all he does is in the first episode, he mentions he's he's in like a meeting where they're putting together money for the Wayne foundation. And he just mentions, well, I'm just hope that this can help stop the criminals. Like the ones who murdered my parents or something like that. And that's it. And that's all you get of Batman's origin in that show. I'm amazed he even said that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just so. All oh I remember God. was bat Batgirl and, and Catwoman, Julie Newmar. Dude, so. Julie Newmar. Let's talk about a thing. Wow. Was she? Wow. Well, you don't, you, wow. They don't make they don't make them like that anymore. They really don't. I mean, you know, there's like, times, well, they can make them, but they that's not like you know, like there's still times that I'll look at like pictures and stuff. I haven't seen the show since 1992, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes you'll see pictures or videos from here, and she is stunning, mm. even by 2022 standards. Like Julie Newmar, wow. Yeah, Yvonne Craig also quite attractive. Yes, yes. Well, this was early. And it's funny that what sparked me to do this is I didn't realize I can't think of the actor's name Riddler. So he's he's the Frank first Gorshin. villain. Hmm? 
Frank Gorsham. Frank Gorsham, yes. He's the first villain in the first episode. And but what I didn't realize is my my brother and I got into a conversation about this on Friday. Did you know he was actually replaced in the second season for two episodes? John Aston, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Gomez. The Adams Family. Yeah. And it was just, do you know why? No. Because he said he was the most prominent villain on the show. He deserved more money. Good for him. And they said they replaced him for two episodes. And then I guess they settled and he came back. But yeah, it was so weird. Because it's weird, too, because the, the, the John Aston version of the Riddler is quite a departure from the Frank Gorshin version. Do you ever hear the story about how Frank Gorshin and Adam West went to an orgy in mid-60s Hollywood? And they were like, whoa, this is weird. In, in mid-60s Hollywood, that was Tuesday. I mean, but, I mean, that's the thing, though, is like <laughs> even those two guys who were relatively famous got invited to an orgy and they're like, huh, what do you know? That's where the story ends. I mean, I use your imagination to fill in what happened after that, but you know. Yeah, but when you when you read, was it Burt Ward's book said that that was basically all the freaking. Oh, time. I believe it. That's the '60s, man. Like yeah. the kids, well, the hippies were doing the free love thing, but the parents were having like these key parties and stuff like it, that. So people were humping. In the very first episode, investigating the Riddler's latest caper, Batman goes to a discotheque. I don't. Do they call it a discotheque? Yes, they say discotheque. They, I'm amazed that word was in the vernacular in 1960. Yes, so it was a, it was it's a fun time. I don't know what amazed me more: the fact that word is being used in 1966, or the fact that it is still being used in Europe. True, mm. true, very still true. call it a disco. Hey, go to the disco. Yeah. You know, we're we're yeah. normally off track, but not usually 60 years off track. Or 60 seconds. We got off track fast in this episode. Yeah. It's usually not Dave either. Dave's trying to steer us in and he's talking about the Batman show from 1966. Well, number one, hey, come on, that's related to comic books and what and we normally I talk about. Agree. Don't argue. And I was just curious. I'm like, I, I like we watched we watched about four episodes and we were cracking up by the end, and it was just like, Yeah, let's 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 just go to bed. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so what's new with you guys, John? What is new in your world? Uh nothing <laughs> okay I'm, then i'm trying i'm trying to teach my nephew how to write a mod for minecraft and i'm realizing that it is a way it is way more intricate and involved than i thought it would be so i'm going through the tutorials now and you know maybe maybe in a couple of months you'll see a mod by my by my nephew come out from minecraft cool so but otherwise, nothing, nothing really doing. You know, I'm, I'm boring. I live alone with two cats. What am I going to say? You know, <laughs> I went out and did some gardening today. Woohoo! Good times. Well, I mean, <laughs> that there you go. Plan anything good? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. June, June first, second, and third. I've got off from work because I'm. Yeah, this is how you know we're old. Anybody who's listening, it's like you know. Normally, it's like oh, I'm getting a new car. I'm getting this. Like me, it's like. I'm getting a new driveway. Oh, I can't Ooh, wait. Yes. So like, I get it. That's exciting. Oh, and it's it costs. Oh my God. Yes, it does. They're not cheap, man. A driveway. Well, no. me, me, because of the water problems in my house, I have to get a commercial drain grade across my Ooh. and and then have the pipe go all the way underneath my 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 front yard to this um <laughs> creek at the side. I'm I'm looking at 17 grand. It's like, oh, oh. But, well, but still that I know, but still I'm like, I cannot, you know, cause when you're pushing like the, the, was it the, the snowblower? It's like <laughs> with my, with my current drive was like, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it's like, it'd be, it'd be nice just to push the, the, the snowblower and, and 
just have it goes, you know, smooth instead of having to destroy the bottom. <laughs> just little things like that. I don't know. Okay, hold on. I, I just noticed you sent the link to the, the little, little cat house. No one's going to know what we're talking about. But that, I have that's to know. how we got into Batman. I, I have think. to know. It- heated or unheated? Heated. Oh, of course. What are you, a barbarian? How do you want to heat the cat house? <laughs> <laughs> when we All say right. cat house, we mean a little house for kittens. You know, Georgia. you put it Georgia. outside your house, and uh-huh. when something attacks them or it gets cold, they can run into there. Remember, this tied into Batman 66 orgy, so I don't know. Hey, I'm not the one that <laughs> paved that road, man. <laughs> Definitely not for 17 grand. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, JD? What is new in your world? I'm alone for the week. We had our, uh, the little guy has last day of kindergarten on Friday. So I officially have an incoming first grader, which is crazy to think about. So my wife took him and the dog and they went to stay on her dad's farm for a week. So I have one more week where, cause I teach in a different, or I don't really teach. I work in a different school district than, than uh, I live in. We have another week of school. It's finals week. So I'm just, I'm alone for the whole week and I'm going to get a lot of work done. That was, so yesterday we had Andy daddy day where we just kind of hung out while my wife kind of just got ready to pack. And, you know, I got my last day with him and we, we went and saw the bad guys at the movie theater. Ah. He had this epiphany about three quarters where he goes, dad, dad, they're not actually the bad guys. They're the good guys. <laughs> it was, it's awesome to have a six-year-old realize what? that. And then we, then we went to the mall and hung out and then I came home and I showed him the monster squad. Oh, because we have every weekend, Friday and Saturday nights is movie night. So I pick something or we'll work on together. We'll, we'll pick something to watch as a family or something like usually it's stuff from the 80s and 90s. And I'm like showing my kid and usually he enjoys it. So that was uh, that's my weekend. This and today I just spent time. I shot a graduation this morning and then afterwards I was working Whoa. on a Whoa, video be tape careful. I videotaped a graduation. Oh, okay, okay. Right. The vernacular <laughs> of the business. I videotaped a graduation. I live streamed actually a graduation this morning. And a, afterwards, I worked on updating all my books because the money should hit my, the Kickstarter money should hit my account on Monday. It takes about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the rewards start going out and I was tweaking stuff. And I, John, uh, this is the best death I've ever given you. And <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. It's, it's a very, it's a big, it's not just something that happens within the course of the story. It's a major, major plot point. I, wow. Very and, excited. And you fit it in with, cause this was, this is set in the past. Yeah, right? I just changed, I just changed it. Well, this isn't the vampire one. This is the, uh, the Wolfstone story. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of this one. I'm very excited for you to read <laughs> Golem, the second book of the series when you die. Excellent. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's a good one. It's a real good one. We know how you are, Dave, so let's just move on. Yes, let's move on to... <laughs> By the way, five years ago this week, I, I guess I was a guest on the show. Thanks to Facebook for telling me that. Yes, yeah, so you shared that. And yeah. life's been off the rails ever since. Yes. Pretty much. Sorry about that. That's okay. I forgive <laughs> you, I suppose. Let's get into a little social media madness. Do we have to? Yes, yes, because okay. let's, let's, let's... We've got... Oh, hold on. Hold on. We, got a good, we got a couple good ones. We're going do to we share. Describe good. <laughs> do we really? I think so. Well, first off, let's let's start with we had talked about basically everything in the Arrowverse is canceled. So the yeah, that merger is really killing everything. Arrowverse it is dead. Really is. To which Silverhawk replied, Silverhawk. Sorry. <laughs> Arrowverse started really good, but every season to season they dropped down. 
Less action to much whiny shit. Every episode full of couples, therapy, characters getting the same life, life lessons over and over again. The CW Legends felt like a reality plus and the Flash Housewives show. Wow. You know, it, it was funny, though, because he's right. The It, it was, you know, the, the, the storyline stopped progressing. They, they would have the same the same issue the same characters would have the same issues over and over again they would never seem to learn while on the other hand the legends of tomorrow actually did that the characters were always growing and changing so let's talk about this from a narrative perspective dan slot actually just put up this very interesting series of tweets that got me that connected a little bit to what you're saying when you're doing these uh, long, expansive stories, like the, I, I'm a McKee guy, right? So I come from the, the school of Robert McKee. Like mm-hmm. a story is the definition of a story is you have a character. He has a goal. Something mm-hmm. is standing in the way of him achieving his goal. When he gets to his goal or when he fails at his goal, when your story ends, he is changed, right? right? That is now when you're writing serialized fiction, it's very difficult to do that. When you're mm-hmm. writing fictional characters that have to essentially have to stay the same, it's nearly impossible to do that, which is why you get formulaic storytelling in comic books, which is why Peter Parker feels like he's been stuck since 1977, like where we can change certain things, but not other things. And everything right. seems to kind of go back to normal. Now, when you're work, let's take X-Men, for example, when you're working with a, 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 an assemble, an ensemble cast, you have more options because characters can come and go. And the show really can stay the same, which is what Legends really was. Legends was an ensemble and the show did change. It brought in new characters. So it had that flexibility that something like The Flash doesn't really have. And even in television, it's not as bad as in comics because television, if you get four four seasons, you're golden. Mm -hmm. Flash is crazy. When you're talking about a comic book character that's existed for 50 years, it becomes very difficult. And then changes become very superficial, as we'll talk about later. Right, but so on Legends Tomorrow, going to what you said, right? Mm-hmm. So Katie Lotz is the only one original cast member left. Yeah. Everybody else was gone. She's you know, also like, very pretty. Yes, continue. <laughs> yeah. But the but the thing is that you're well, actually, the only other one that that the only other cast member, but only in voice that has stayed was Amy Louise Pemberton as Gideon, the voice of the ship. But everybody, everybody else had been, but the thing is like Katie Lotz by the end, all the characters grew up. I mean, most the reason why they were leaving is because they, they were growing up and going, going their separate ways. But Katie Lotz, she had this huge storyline sure. over, over what, eight years. And, and she really, she's been there since the beginning. She, they, she's been there since Arrow like since the beginning of arrow so it's not yeah it's not her but the character right is literally yeah. part of the foundation yeah when she started doing universe. white canary or no no even, even before canary. that even yeah. before that remember she's she's dead they think right yeah. when arrow first starts right. so her death is kind of what spurs on everything it's pretty much the yeah. linchpin of this entire universe it's like again she doesn't play her till i think season three of arrow i want to say i could be wrong about that but like uh, since 2016 so it's later actually it's like season four maybe yeah. not maybe see whatever um but she's like she's a foundational she could be argued as the foundational player of the Arrowverse. but right? she is she no is. but i mean like just yeah the care the character that she plays right her version of black canary which i forget sarah she's sarah lance sarah right? lance yeah yeah, yeah. Well, once, well yeah, yeah once 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 oliver left she was it 
but I mean, even before that, like, you know, her, cause she's dead. Right. When the seer, when this, when arrow starts, they think Ali thinks he's assumed, responsible, dead, yes. assumed dead, like for all intents and purposes, she's dead. Her death is one of the things mm-hmm. that help that kind of uh, not inspires, but like sparks the creation of Ali becoming green arrow. So I mean, like right. she is, she is a foundational character in yep. that series. Oh yeah. I yeah. didn't think of that though. Of course, Drew Williams, who's at ASW comics said, I watched first two seasons of Arrow, and that was the end of Arrowverse for me. I'm trying yeah, to me th- too. <laughs> Didn't a lot of steam. Me too. Arrow yeah. was good though back then. I mean, it was he was he. They took a while to to let him grow into his his real DC persona, but like I don't think it, I didn't think it was that bad. It was it was uh, Supergirl that started to kill it for me when we were joking about them. You know, well that and the later versions of Flash where they started like you know, I froze the lasers <sighs> or I, you know, she breaks the, like we said before, breaks the neck of the, the power line. Like yeah. it just, you know, but right. I, I, they're canceling Riverdale is still on. Oh, for like another, it, for another season. I think this is, they're just kind of, this is the wrap up Riverdale. But it, It's got much lower ratings than everything else from what I heard. Yeah. But it's also cheaper. Yeah. True. That's the key. There's no special, there's well, not many special effects with arrow or with uh riverdale as there are to everything else and they're gonna have flash have a wrap-up season and that's i mean realistically this thing has gone on for a long time like way longer than i think anybody ever really expected so true you know well it was time for flash because they they, they've had a rough couple of last last what two three years for sure for sure but i mean it's really time for all of it like it's time like this is and this is the the difference between like comics and like the interpretations is when it ends, we can do something else. Remember, Arrow starts a year after Smallville ends. Like Smallville ended, then we had a year, and then Arrow came the very next. Came the next year, mm. right? When we had another, like we had a different Green Arrow for the last like, last like five or six years of Smallville. Yeah, right. So this gives it an opportunity to do something new. But this was dark and gritty Arrow. Was it? They sold that on it, but was it really? Well, the first episode was. After that, it turned into a CW show. Yeah, I'll <laughs> yes. give you that. Yes, but it was the whole point. Was it was supposed to be dark and gritty, but they couldn't do Batman, so they gave us. Yeah, that's anyway. what they. That's what they do. And again, they, they it was as dark and gritty as a CW show can be. And like, let's be honest, when they have the chance to go dark and gritty, sometimes they go too far. Look at Titans. Oh, I I'm sorry. Like people have told me, you should. Why aren't you watching? It's like. I don't care. There's too many, like bet- they're not, those aren't heroes. Those are they. They were trying to go the the, the route of the boys almost. Like these, they just none of them. None of them yeah. were stable enough. They were going to get themselves killed. Yeah, or Scott, they should have. Scott <laughs> likes that show. I mean, like it's so weird because like I like Teen Titans Go for what it is. It makes me laugh and entertains my six year old. And the night begins to shine as a jam. But like um, <laughs> it is. It's an awesome song. And then there's this show. It's like, you really, nothing really quite captures like the Wolfman Perez Teen Titans. Like we talked about last week. Like, it's a shame that I don't think we've ever quite hit it. Like the original Teen Titans show is close, but still not quite. Yeah. I think DC's problem is like, they do stuff like Teen Titans Go, which is highly entertaining to young viewers. And I get why it exists. And parents. And then the other end of the spectrum, they try to get dark and gritty with everything. And it's oh, but, just like, there's got to be it. a happy medium. 
Teen Titans yeah. Go, they hand it off to the animation side and they're like, go do it. You know, it's a, true. got a couple rules. That's it. But when they do the live action shows, there is so much interference. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean, I think the CW stuff is their idea of being in the middle, you know, which is very yeah. soapy, which still doesn't quite. No, it doesn't quite hit. Like it's again, it's my barometer for this stuff has changed because of quite frankly, what Marvel can, yeah. you know? Yeah. The CW st- show is one step away from the, yeah, like when they replaced his wife for like a whole almost a whole season and you're like he doesn't notice anything come the fuck on <laughs> you well, know we've got her place like, she yeah yeah and and, yeah. and she all but would turn to the camera and cackle with glee who, she? who are we like, talking about who are we talking stupid. about who did, who did that happen to iris iris yeah really? Flash. iris mirror master really- the second mirror master capture captures her and puts her in like a mirror dimension and then takes her over her body basically and like, so mirror master fucks barry allen basically whoa that's hardcore <laughs> well the other thing is like i i mean it's the all... second mirror master who's a woman in the comics oh, okay but, so but... i think it's evan, evan do you say the second mirror master i'm thinking evan mccullough because i'm a comics guy not a television <laughs> the te- okay. in the television it's the second okay. mirror master who's okay. a, is so a that's not still still hardcore because that's still but the, thing, the is, thing you do to your enemy her... but the, Not the, quite the level that the I was thinking. First episode after she's after she's been switched, her personality almost completely changes. Right, and he's constantly like, "You're doing this, you're doing this. This is weird." It's like, dude, Barry's dumb. Isn't that the whole point of the show? But that's the whole True. thing. He deals with this stuff all the time, and he didn't pick up on that right away because like, he's dumb. Barry's dumb. Like again, the right. I mean, this is not the. It's again, but that's so. That what is it? That's soapy. That's like what my mom used to watch when Marlena got possessed by the devil on Days of Our Lives. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's a. It, that's just the thing. Like it's. It's not. And it's some of the worst. It's so crazy how they embrace the worst aspects of like serialized superhero comics. Speaking of, agreed. The worst things. So remember, we had we had talked about David S. Goyer, all of a sudden is we relevant again. We have a bit. And created a, a podcast that ended up being the biggest podcast on the internet, to which Ray from the Grown Brain Podcast retweeted our tweet and said, it's all my fault. I blame yeah. no one but myself. No, it's totally true, Ray. It's all on him. He uh, he, he, breathed <laughs> in, he breathed it into existence and breathed it back into relevance. This is a problem with humor. Yes, unfortunately. Knowing what's real and what's sarcasm. Hmm. All right. All right. So, so, John, here is the good stuff. All right. So, Kassan... Warred. It's at author COH on uh, Twitter. Tweeted at us. Just got into your podcast. Entertaining in the way old friends gathered in front of a fireplace chatting about their passions showcase an underlying story. The level of thought your panel gives to the genre is welcoming. I Thank love you. the attention to the story aspect. We know who does that. So I did reply and I said, Thank you very much. Uh, truly appreciate it. JD. <laughs> is the very talented writer that definitely and elevates the conversation on story and detail so yes give me all the praise bring it but again we're also appreciative of people that actually listen to the show yeah thanks we we have way too many people who respond to these things who don't listen to our show so it's nice (laughs) to have some of the hey i'm listening i enjoy what you guys are doing and to you sir i say thank ma'am i don't know who you are thank you we do appreciate it we do appreciate it they also followed up. This was right before we recorded. Different, different topic, and well, not different, but a specific topic. Now, I'm listening to episode four five seven when you rightfully criticize the newer Star Trek IPs. Don't let that dissuade you from uh, Strange New Worlds. This series captures true Trek. 
It, the I saw makes, the trailers for who it. Who is that? Who's the actor? I can't. It's, it's the Twitter handle. This dude who's playing Christopher Pike. Oh, Ensign Mount. Oh, speaking of Ensign Mount, I get that's like makes an awesome Pike. All right. Yeah, I, I watch the trailers for it. It does feel very much like Gene Roddenberry's vision of it. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping I might give it a try. It just you know I'm still shell shocked from all the crap that they've thrown at us. But speaking of Ensign Mount, I did not realize this. I I like I was so blown away by Patrick Stewart reprising Professor X and Krasinski coming in as Reed Richards that he reprised his role as Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show. Yes. He had a mask on. I didn't realize it was the same dude. I right. I, I didn't realize I, it was him either. I I we were talking about so much. I did I I just completely forgot to bring it up, but I knew that. Yeah, it was the same guy. Yeah. I mean, so, it's very it's a very forgettable show, quite frankly. So. Yes, but we apologize for not mm. mentioning that in our review. It wasn't it, was, it almost wasn't worth bringing up, I mean. I agree. <laughs> and he does die first of the Illuminati. His brain explodes in his head because that's what Black Bolt does. He he fumbles the ball every why did, single time. Yeah, why did Black Bolt scream? It's I like the I like the, they should call it they should call that the arrogant universe. I was trying to think of an arrogant number and I, I couldn't come up with one. No, um, arrogance. Yeah, yeah, is. arrogant is perfect. Arrogant it's the universe. arrogant. Yeah, but I wanted a number correlation, right? Like. I couldn't say the 69 universe. I mean, that wouldn't have been as funny. I just don't, I couldn't think of it. No, so anyways. it's hex for duh. <laughs> we'll I don't it, even know we'll what that means. The, we'll give it the hexadecimal number for duh. <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's the, it's the arrogant universe, the snob verse, if you will. And their arrogance is their undoing. Yes. I can't argue with so. that. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm Reed Richards. I'm going to explain to this witch that we totally could take exactly how my friend here could take her and oh don't worry she's a reality warper but we could still take her even though i should know what reality warping is because my son is one <laughs> okay is it is it though i mean like there's no guarantee that that is the that they have a they said they have kids but maybe not a franklin richards style maybe not in that universe perhaps but he's still the, he's still franklin he's still well, reed richards he should have known reality warp also like, maybe he was just reed's born and he didn't show his powers yet yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Reed's Reed's a goon. Reed messes up all the time. That's Reed. Yes. So dork. On mm. that note, boys and girls, if you want to know how you can follow along on social media and be part of social media madness, here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. I know that guy. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> All right, thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast available on 
YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We got a little bit of news to talk about this week. Of course, I think the big thing that everyone's talking about uh, right now is they released the first look at She-Hulk. We got our first trailer for the upcoming show. I guess I have to ask, did you guys get a chance to watch it? And what did you uh, think? John, go ahead. I'm hoping that the months between now and when they release it, they fix the CGI. Looks terrible. It does. It does. The character of her seems about what I think it would be in the comics. Minus we didn't see any real fourth wall break or the kind of fourth wall breaking that she does, because that's different from the Deadpool. But I don't know. It'll I guess I guess we'll we'll see. Like, you know, this this is gonna be this isn't a superhero. This this isn't gonna be a superhero series. It's basically going to be a series about a woman who just happens to be She-Hulk <clears throat> going through life, you know? I think they're embracing the the later She-Hulk comics where it was more comedy based than it was you know, I mean, it was always tongue in cheek, I think, you know, I know, but I, I'll just say this and I'm a, I'm going to paint myself as a prude here. I am really, really tired of the superhero trope of, and then they went to bed. It's like, you know, green, green lantern movie wakes up in bed with a weird woman. It's like, it's just, you know, all, all these are all these heroes that they paint is just super, I don't know, you know, just, I feel like they're, and everything. They're, they're trying to do a rom-com feel. Yeah. Where, yeah, like that's kind of always been like the the She Hulk kind of thing is that Ally McBeal superhero y kind yeah. of thing, right? And to be fair, Green Lantern that. Green Lantern lays the pipe. It's in character. That is what <laughs> Hal Jordan does. So <laughs> Tony Stark. I didn't say it wasn't accurate. I but, just said that I'm tired of it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I can't I can't argue with you on it. I don't I didn't notice it as much. I honestly, honestly, the I the CGI was so distract, and I'm not this guy normally. Yeah, but I yep. found the CGI so distracting. I couldn't get over it and really tell you what's going on in the show. I just kept going. How does she look so bad? I'm confused by the people like saying it didn't look that bad. It's no, like, it did. It really did. Especially in a world where we have the Hulk in multiple movies and he looks really good. Like why it feels like this is unfinished is beyond me. And people well, are like, no, no, it's okay. Well, I mean, it, I mean, they've got a, another couple of months let the computers run, you know, a, a couple of more teraflops on the on each scene, and maybe they can, you know, pull it out. I mean, I, I, we it's not it wouldn't be the first time we've seen trailers put out where the CGI was not ready yet. You know? Have you seen Have you seen the uh, Chip and Dale movie yet? No, oh, no. More on that later, because that oh, dear. that's a plot point actually. Why did D Why does Disney do this when they know better? They know better. There's no way a bunch of executives looked at that and said, "Yeah, that's what to go with." right like this is they're held they're held to a different standard because they're disney and because we have had very good special effects on these shows and we we know they've got the algorithms for it i mean you know they've got the setup for it look at hulk the hulk her cousin who in fact looks better in the trailer than she hulk does yes yeah so they haven't finished and and like and that was one of the things i put it out why do this one of the things i saw on social media was them saying oh well they've had that model for a while so they can easily just plug it in and it's like, okay, but it's still, that's still not an excuse. Like, well, I don't know. Again, they have a few more months. They got plenty of time to adjust. But I mean, I, look what they, look what they did with Sonic. So well, that's not Disney. 
but I know, but more on that later. Um, <laughs> but why, why do that? Why, why make this the, the, the topic of conversation? Why let that dominate the discourse? That's right. Exactly. That's what I can't figure out is why did they let this happen? Yes. Could they correct it? Yes. Should they correct it? Of course. But why put yourself into this situation where you can easily just hang on to it? Yeah. Exactly. Right? You're, 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 you're making an excellent point. Like, that's what I can't understand is why did they let it be this bad? The shot where it's the back of her and she lands like that looks really good. But I don't I don't think that's CGI. I think that's someone. I don't know, which is what I want, which is what I want to say. The shot where she's picking up the dude totally looks fake. Yeah. A lot of those shots of her look absolutely fake. I mean, like it's stuff from like it's like early 2000s level CGI yeah like it's super that's exactly what i said on a post it's and i'm again i'm not this guy but i mean when i'm noticing it and i'm being super critical of it there's no way the there's no way like dickhead fanboys are not going to say something about it right i mean and i want them to succeed and i just i can't i just can't understand who let this through and didn't say anything about it why not if it's not done why not like look at the kenobi trailer that looks fantastic yeah why or even like why uh, moon knight they didn't release yeah. anything until it looked good right why well, why do this i that's what i can't wrap my head around is that, why make that choice maybe maybe it's just you know right now you got to think they're stretched thin right they have so many huge projects going on all over the place maybe it was just some producer that that's you know added to this that decided yeah let's put it out and you know, Disney, they're going to make a misstep. I don't know. Disney doesn't work like that, man. You got to go through so many levels of approval to get stuff out there. Like, and again, that's there's somewhere in the middle. I just can't figure out how someone in charge went. Yeah, go with that. Because a lot of people looked at that before it went out. I, 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 I have to totally agree with you because I, I've told the story before, but like a uh, friend of mine, you know, Greg Horn, he did a, a cover for Marvel. It was, a, it was Stanley and, and Deadpool. And like, long story short, he had to get it. He had to change it three times before they would. And it was Disney kept shooting it down until they approved it to put it out. Like That's what I'm saying. Like they approve everything. Like there's so many levels of stuff that has to go to. And they have such a high standard. Like I just, it boggles my mind that this slipped through the cracks. Because again, now that's the story. Now that's the story. Well, and again, it is with, now because we just spent, ta- we spent all this time. But just we talking aren't about al- that but we're not alone. Yeah, everyone's going to do that. And it's like, so it's a, it's a female led show. And now that's going to be the discourse, which is like, that's again, setting up for failure. Cause now people go, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Something else like, and it's such a stupid little detail, but Karen, who's not really as into this stuff as I am is like, why does her hair grow? Tatiana, how do you say her last name? Maslani. Maslani doesn't have really long hair in in the trailer. That's, but when she becomes She-Hulk, she's got really long hair. Yeah, I mean, I can, that can be described in thing. I mean, like, quite frankly, but she's Red, like, Hulk's, the Hulk's, Red, Hulk's, mu- Red Hulk's mustache. Well, what happens to Thunderbolt Ross's mustache? I mean, it's comics logic stuff. I'm That can be explained within the context of the show. Okay. It's going to be stupid, but it'll be within the context of the show. It's comics. I, I, just, I just can't get over how poorly it's been marketed. And I'm going to say it right now, poor Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still going to watch it but yeah, that's our job i don't know i haven't watched moon Knight yet so you know maybe not oh my god i got time but you but but you're more familiar with the character than you were with moon Knight. no i know moon Knight. i know about as much about she as i do about moon Knight. huh well and here's like this is a good example our good friend random randy savage i tweeted out the trailer when it dropped and he quote tweeted us saying 
coming soon to my complaints on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. This is what I'm saying. Like this, yep. is not, I'm not alone in this. Like, and I'm going to be more kind than other people. Right. I mean, like yeah. we're, we're a pro MCU podcast. Like we love this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the MCU and things okay. that we'd like, I'm not so sure about this move. So apparently they have signed a deal that Marvel slash Disney has signed a deal with, I think it's pal entertainment who owns the likeness to Stan Lee. They have licensed his likeness to use in future projects going forward. Here so, we go. Here, here we go. We're, we're getting to that point where people you're, you're going to be, you can, because of CGI, you're going to start being able but that's to. That's my thing. Do we know? really, do we really want CGI Stanley cameos in these movies or does that cheapen him, his memory? I don't think that's what they're going to do. No, I hope not. I no. I think what this is going to do is it's going to keep other people from licensing him and doing that and putting them in other projects. Hmm. sometimes i think you write a check to protect yourself rather than to just be exploitative i think that i i could be wrong if he shows up in the next fantastic four movie as a cgi mailman then all bets are <laughs> off but i truly believe this is marvel trying to control the image of their founding father right and i don't so like it, so it's not like so he doesn't show up in like porn or something like that you know i wouldn't have an issue if they took his and they had a photo of him in a scene that's possible. I mean, to, that's, to, yeah, that's to, my to pay tribute too. to him and they would have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know, like, because you watch the, not Mandalorian, the Boba Fett show and you get CGI Luke walking around. It's like, I don't know. But we, we've known that this has been coming for a while, right? See, as, as CGI gets better and better, as power computers get more and more powerful, it's, it's going to get to the point where you may not be able to tell so, what's a CGI character and what isn't. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. It's going to get there. I don't know how this would work at all in the real world, but I would imagine that licensing someone's image is cheaper than hiring the actor. Yes. Yeah. So if they well, wanted a quick, depends on who the image is, I was about to say, if they wanted a quick Iron Man cameo in something where he doesn't talk. He flies in, takes his mask off for a second, then flies out. And it's a CGI Robert Downey Jr. Like, could they get away with that? Could they? Yes. Are they? Does Robert Downey want them to? That's the question. Because like, you are still, you still own your likeness, right? And when he right. dies, his his estate will own the likeness. So it will depend on that. I mean, believe me, if they could do that right now, they would. You know, <laughs> how much do you think they paid for Stan Lee's likeness? I don't know. I imagine a pretty penny because I know the people running those things aren't the especially now that he's gone. They're, they're I, trying I, I to get every penny they can. I true, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why I truly believe this is more of a preventative thing. Disney going, you know, let's just let's just make sure he doesn't show up somewhere. You know, that Stanley's like this isn't used to like sell toilet cleaners or something like oh that. Hey, true God. believers, why don't we get it? You know, come down to the lot. We have this cheap Chevy yeah. Excelsior. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it like... would make Marvel look bad. So I truly believe mm. that this is one of those, you know, better with better on the inside than on the outside. And now you've licensed it from the insane people that run POW, let's be honest. And it's over. Yeah. 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 No, no, I agree. Yeah. We'll see. I'm kind of curious. I am curious. Me though. too. I asked this to the fans, like, would you want a CGI cameo from Stanley? I would think not, but I'm kind of curious. So I don't, but I'm not, I, I, I'm not a billion dollar corporation. Clearly. No, no, no. If you were, you wouldn't be here. 
No, well, I, you have I, a working brain, so <laughs> I also don't have that much money. Yeah. And morals, morals, yeah. Morals, kind of. My, my wife would debate that with you. But... <laughs> okay, more than a corporation. Well, fair, not evil. Yeah. Eh, all right. So, <laughs> so moving on. All right. I had to include this because there was some kerfuffle a couple weeks ago when we talked about the casting for the Warner Brothers Wonder Twins movie that was going to be on HBO Max. And as of May 18th, so what was that, Wednesday last week? Mm. It was officially canceled. According to this comes from The Hollywood Reporter. So this is the first official news on it. So um, this is a case of our new Warner uh, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO saying, why are we spending? And this was, again, I got uh, inside knowledge on this one from some of my wrestling f- source friends. The mm. argument was, why are we spend this literally? Why are we spending this much money on something that's going to go to a streaming site? Yeah. That nobody wants. Exactly. No. And that's a good point. Like, that's not something that's going to draw people to. No. HBO Max. No. no. Not the and, Wonder Twins anyway. No, definitely not the Wonder Twins. I could see things. them spending much, a lot on something else. On a Batman. Not. On Batman. Well, again, this guy's thing is like, I'm going to cut $3 billion from the budget. Right. Because they've been spending money uh, frivolously for generations. But I mean, this guy's trying to pull back. And again, the, the easiest question is why are we making a Wonder Twins movie to begin with? Right. I think they would, not that I would, not that I'm saying they should do this. I think if they took that Superman and Lois TV show and they put that on HBO Max, that would probably draw more subscribers than a Wonder Twins movie. Yes. They may wind up doing that. They may wind up doing that. We're at a problem right now with the streaming services is that people are coming to check things out and leaving, which is not how a subscription service is supposed to work. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is, we've talked about this. We wondered when these services would reach would reach peak mac, uh, maturation. I think we're there, and I think we're past it. Right? I think people have decided what they're going to have and what they're not going to have, and it's you know we're. I don't know how much more these things can grow. I really don't, to be honest with you. You know, we're, I think I think they're more likely to contract at this point. Yeah. No, I I agree because what can these streaming services offer that are really going to draw people in and a people lower don't price. want what a lower a lower price one of the reasons why they why people go will buy it for a month and then and then cancel is because the price is too high per month i agree with you well exactly and then people don't want to pay that for four five six to c services like yeah if they, they if if they look at their monthly bills and they see 499 on there they're like uh, i can cancel it next month you know, but if they see fourteen ninety nine on there, it's like no, 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 no. especially yeah. when you're like, oh wait, I haven't watched anything on this service in right. six months. Yeah, yeah. I picked, like I said, I picked up Peacock again for the for the uh, Firestorm Firestarter movie, and I was oh, like, oh, what a mistake that was. <laughs> well, not really, because it was cheaper than going to the movie theater. Yeah, right. True. So they got me for the equivalent of a ticket. But does that help them? Does me being able to chint to to be a little cheap? And uh, and save money on going to the movies and getting that service for a month and getting rid of it after a month. Does that help their bottom no. line? And I think that's the problem is that like in the pandemic, they need to do anything they can to get people in. Right now, the pandemic is <laughs> wink, wink over. Um, yeah, exactly. as the numbers go back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. here we go again. I think that has a lot to do with the cold. We had a cold spring. 
so people weren't indoors more in the spring than they normally would be. But like, you know, that's that's not this also show. COVID does better in the humidity because the cold actually shrinks the connectors. Now. But I mean, the numbers always go tend to go. If you look at the last couple of years, they, oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they trend down during. Wrong show. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no. I, I now that we are in this spot where people are going out and going to movies again, what's how do we get how do we grow these services and at the same time not shoot ourselves in the foot because that's been the argument that we had last year exactly. all these all these filmmakers like you're killing us you're killing us by killing our box office because that 10 bucks i gave to peacock isn't just i i gave it specifically for firestarter but that 10 dollars doesn't just go, go to, to firestarter, firestarter. it yeah. goes to peacock so i mean like what did that we got like a fraction of a penny compared to what everything else and they're like how did these things make money exactly because i've had this argument with people too where they're like oh yeah they'll just put on streaming service and it's like yeah but they're not making money that way because like let's say in my household you know or you know someone else's household there's four or five people in the household they pay 10 bucks to watch that movie just to get out of going to the theater they've just lost how much 50 bucks and then they cancel them at, at the end of the month because they only wanted to see that one movie it doesn't help see, them at all their, their biggest their biggest problem here right now is is the price because the only way a streaming service is going to win is on economies of scale they need to get a large enough subscriber base that it that i think they can still pay a billion dollars to their freaking you know ceos which you know that's another problem with some of these streaming services oh, yeah. is, and then and then also have enough money to continue to make content and there are enough people in the world that it, you know like us has 330 million people living in it if they got half of those people paying into a, into one of these streaming services they'd have more than enough but but that's not but the, realistic that's i, I know well it's true but the thing is like well it's not realistic based on the price because more than half the more than half the population no, not, can't afford 14 bucks a, a month. You're right about that. But at the same time, you'll never get half the population to do anything. Half the population doesn't drink water. Like, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't work like that. Because again, you have all these people, but I mean, you have households, right? Household has an average of two point of four point five people, yeah. right? Upon average. So I mean, then now you're based on that right away, you're more than you're a fifth, right? And then of that fifth you might get half. So I'm saying like, the numbers don't think, quite, isn't well, it, quite it depends on the amount of content. And that's where, that's but, where the, the streaming surface is starting to converge. Well, I think, I get it. Part it, of the issue was the pandemic hit and all these companies thought, Oh, now we're going to make out big because people can't go out and they're stuck watching. And our they streaming did, services. but now they're, now they're but reaping the then benefits like, because of, as JD said, it's over. But I think it's like, it caused a couple, it caused problems that they didn't think about in the fact, like, and a great example of this is Netflix, right? Like all these companies are like, oh, we're going to have our own service now. We're going to pull stuff off of Netflix for our own service. And people jump are starting to jump off of Netflix now, you know? So I think it's like, well, that it's yeah. not sustainable. It's, no, it's not only it's not only that because all these companies too are are no one is none of these companies are making money off their streaming devices, right? Everyone is in a process of spend. You're spending billions of dollars to create these services in hopes that it makes money. Peacock, like I know a guy who works for Comcast. Like there, you, you have. Do. I do actually. You know, they're in this Comcast specifically. If you have Comcast cable, you have Peacock. What mm -hmm. are you paying for? 
Nothing. Yeah. You're paying so you can tell your shareholders we have X number of people on Peacock because that's where the real money that, comes from. That's it's known as the, mi- the Microsoft Internet Explorer edition. That's, that's but that's the thing though. It's like <laughs> that's where the money is coming. It's not coming from the consumers. It's coming from telling your share. It's painting a rosy picture for your shareholders. Yeah. That's the money. And again, like, and eventually the shareholders are like, what is going on here? Well, they're in internet startup mode, right? They are. That's exactly yeah. spend, spend, bleed, spend, 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 spend oh money. God. It's okay if we lose a billion and, dollars this quarter because okay, we'll we, we next just year. talked about how we watched characters on the CW not learn from week to week and not grow. Why are these companies not looking at what happened in the early 2000s with the internet boom and going, oh, wait, that didn't work this then? Is, this is the assumption. Of, this is what I always talk about with fiction. People are like, why would this person do that? Why wouldn't they learn? It's like, well, do you watch real people? Yeah. <laughs> real, real people learn nothing ever. No, we don't. Ever. Like, the history of humanity is making the same mistakes constantly. Oh, yeah. Well, is it small, smallpox and polio and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, COVID? Now, a quarter of the population still isn't vaccinated. I mean, yeah, we don't learn shit. We, got, <laughs> we have monkeypox now in the U.S. I that's, know, right? That's a thing. Like, which is what we are. We're dumb. We're dumb. And the, again, these shareholders, that's what it's about. How can we make our shareholders happy? I think the only people that are making this work right now is Disney. Right. But that's because they have a, all this original content that you can only get yes. on Disney+. Plus. Right. Plus, yep. they've got movies going out in the theater. And if, yep. they, if they merged with one other of the top, say, seven or eight streaming services, they would have enough content that you could get half the population as long as the price was low enough. Well, you could get half the population to do it. Here's the thing about Disney is they do have three streaming services. So they are like between oh, yeah, Disney, Hulu. Hulu, and ESPN. Right. That is also Disney. So they're making, they're the ones that are succeeding. Everyone else is playing catch. And again, Netflix had a head start and they're starting to see contraction, right? So yeah. it's going to be a, Netflix is going to have to change their, in order to stay competitive, Right. Netflix is going to have to change the game in some way, shape, or form. They're probably, like I said on the show before, they're probably going to have to get into live sports at some point. Well, Netflix is also um, at a disadvantage because initially they didn't own any of the content technically. They were the way for creators to send the content to people. Now everybody's creating their own streaming service, and that's... Mm -hmm that's affecting netflix which we've talked about for years too but again that's they're the best example of spend money to create content right yeah and then people by and large were saying eh. but again expensive i think they're the most they're 15 right i think so they're currently 15 yeah so they're the most expensive content platform and it's like Ugh, what's on here now like you ever look at stuff on netflix it's like uh, like it's not great uh yeah, I, like I, we, I don't know some of their some of their animated content and they're they're for now some, True, true. I mean, but I, I honestly, one of the one of the anime shows I'm watching right now, Comey Can't Communicate, it is literally one of the best animated shows uh, anywhere right now. So, like, so they they do have winners on there. It's just maybe not our cup of tea, but they do have some good stuff. There. Quality doesn't equal quantity. You true. know what I'm saying? Yes. They don't care about like yeah. there needs to be that fine balance when you're doing this stuff. Is what can I create that can also make me money? Right. right, and they haven't done enough stuff to generate subscribers. Because again, the America with back, we're back to cable almost. If you have everything, you're back to what you're paying for cable. And the cable companies bled everyone dry until people started cutting the cord. Like, just look at the rate of TV. Look at people. Like, oh man, nothing draws ratings like it did in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. 
Like the rate of cable television is falling. I think it's 10% a year or something like that. That's because TV used to be free. So for those of you that are like really young, we used to have these things on the houses called antennas and you point it in the right direction and you got like three or four, well, yeah, yeah, three or four show was it channels and and you could watch anytime you wanted now you could record them until vcrs came out but but it was all free you know you 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 had commercials you have to sit through them that's when you went up and got popcorn but otherwise john i'm 40 years old and i never lived in that world right we had cable my whole life or at least the life i can remember god i remember having to help my father go up onto the house to to fix the antenna like oh my this, god the world we've almost spent as much i think it might be more we've spent as a community as you know a, a society we have spent a longer time in a pay television world than we did in a free television world yeah right because tv caught on in the 50s and by the late 70s cable starting to proliferate by the the 80s is really when cable takes hold yeah right so that's maybe 30 years and we're more than 30 years into a post cable right like this is just kind of nobody's ever had free television yeah yeah so I don't know the the story the story the the entertainment story of the year is still what happens to these streaming platforms. I don't know. That's a good mm. question. Like, do they? Are we going to see mergers of I the think platforms? You have to. It's, I think you have to at some point. Well, I, you know, again, like they got two problems: they they the price and the amount of Tight. of content. So if they merge. If two big ones merge, there's probably going to be a, you know, enough content. And then it's just a matter of, so, you know, if you if you put the price up, you're going to lose subscribers. Nobody's going to pay 22, 25 bucks just because you have a lot of content, you know? No, no. And they, I think they see that now, but they have to figure out a way to make it work for everybody. I truly believe we're going to have, we're going to have three providers. We're going to have three providers and you'll have a, a few boutiques, right? Right. like Crunchyroll and like Crunchyroll for me for me New Japan World like those kind of things that like small but they cannot I don't mind paying 10 bucks a month for something that I watch right you know but I mean like if it's like niche like super niche that's fine like that's almost better than but if it's like you know everything under the sun it's like eh, five bucks right it's almost like the more the more specialized the content the more value it has where the more expansive the content i feel like there's less value because i'll right. pay 10 bucks a month for new japan pro wrestling but i like you asked me to pay 10 bucks a month for for peacock with ads without ads I'm like are you out of your mind five bucks for ads <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a, it's the same it's the same thing with hulu you know, I have mm-hmm. Hulu, but I've got it with ads. I barely I ever go on too. there because if I can find whatever's on there somewhere else, even if it's pirated, I they just the and the the it depends on the system too. Like Hulu's uh, to, Hulu's uh, code for for serving ads sucks because you could pause it. You could like watch an ad, pause it, go get something, come back. It's on a timer. It's not, they don't insert the ads in certain places. So you could turn it back on and go right back into three more minutes of ads. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. So, so yeah. Well, I w- that's another thing too, since we're on this topic, I think part of the issue too is, and look, I know it doesn't have all the newest and greatest content on it, but things like Tubi exist mm-hmm. where it's completely free. And there's tons of movies and shows on there that you can watch for free. Yeah, they inject ads into it, but like, you know, you know who owns Tubi? No, who? Fox. Hmm. Interesting. Fox does not have a streaming platform. No, they don't. 
it's intriguing that they've avoided like well again fox was in sell mode long before this right remember when fox unloaded 20th century fox to disney yes so they were in they've been in cost cutting mode pre pre pandemic or pre yeah pre pandemic so i'm I'm interested to see what they become in all of this right because they're still they're still the leader in sports television but they've been they've been very cautious so they still own tubi like that wasn't sold off with 20th century fox no they have to be you want to hear something interesting though the cable companies, and I think I think for this goes for Verizon too, but definitely for my outfit. If you use the voice thing and ask for a movie, and if it's on Tubi, they automatically play it from Tubi. Well, I appreciate that. Tubi's free, yeah. right? But the thing is, like, the cable company is like piggybacking it off. Off of course of they are. Of course they are. Yeah, like, well, because like they started offering that on the on the cable boxes where you can now just go directly to some of the streaming services instead of logging off your box and opening up your Roku right. or whatever. Like, yeah, because they want to keep my, you on the box. my Fire 4K stick. So, well, right. I, I've had a I we have a Roku and I haven't had traditional cable since 2014. Like we cut we cut cable pretty early on. Like right yeah. when not right when it started becoming big, but like, you know, fairly early into the game. So I don't even remember what, like, I go to a, I go to a, a hotel now and I'm like looking at cable TV, like how archaic, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I would, I would have cut it if, if I weren't getting the heavy, well, yeah. heavy discount that I get, like I get, I get every, every pack, almost every package for like 30 bucks a month. You get the Magnum. Yeah. See, that's reasonable. If cable was $30 a month, I wouldn't mind paying for it, yeah. but it's not. It's a lot more than thirty bucks a month. Right. I would have cut it too if it, I got rid of it almost a decade ago, and I don't think it's gotten cheaper since then. No, and that's the that's the problem is they gouge is like is they gouge the consumer to the point where the consumer's like, all right, screw you, I'll figure this out, you know. And right, and instead of no saying, problem. oh, we've got to stay competitive and lower our prices, no, they raise the prices because they're losing uh, subscribers. Yeah. Yep, because they got to make. Because again, it is not about. It's not about appeasing the subscriber. It's about appeasing the shareholder. And right. It's about beating, not meeting, but beating your projections. That's yes. what matters. Oh, I know. That's how all business works. Mm-hmm. So we've we've beaten that. Yeah, you know, we've beaten you know, this one like a shareholder. I, I I got this too. It's like you know what? I'm to the point now where I used to be super anti piracy. I'm to the point where I'm like, you know what? Screw them. No, it. it, it I mean. Again, I, I I like supporting creators. I I do I not do. like the idea of stealing them, but I do but, too. But the problem is I between am us and those create, yeah, between us and the creators, are like Warner Brothers, and you know, and the, all you know, all the music companies, and just you know, like I said, one of the biggest problems with with all of these streaming services is they're paying executives billions of dollars. Those are billions of dollars they could have put into the shows and the price would go down and they'd make more money. But they don't want but, to do but that. it's all greed. So they don't want to do that. No, like, it's all greed. Yeah. I mean, like, and again, there's not there isn't the there isn't the desire to just, you know, create good content. The desire is how do we maximize, how do we make a lot of money? Right. Right. And that's what's unfortunate is that again, I get it. I get it, but I I don't care. You know, like that is not my problem. Yeah. It, it's always amazed me how how stupid they are because in the effort to make more money, they wind up making less because if they weren't that greedy, they would actually make more, but they'd rather make, they'd rather like suck all the money out now instead of looking towards the future and building something up that would definitely make them more, you know, within months or years. They just, it's just, the 
greed of the human race is just because it's it not blows about, my mind. It's not about making money now. I mean, it's about, excuse me. Yeah. It's about, I, I'm getting indebted by an ad on a stupid platform. Yeah. We're now Golly. inserting ads directly into the brains of the people who listen to our, no, our Sorry. Podcast. No, I had, I had the, I had the internet open and like something, an ad just generated. And of course those things can't be just reasonable. Yeah. You know, they got to bombard you with the music of crappy royalty free garbage music. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a stupid, it's the whole thing is stupid. All right. Well, speaking of things that are possibly mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Like I, 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 I wasn't going to bring this article up, but I saw a lot of people talking about this on social media. Apparently Batman's bisexual. That doesn't make any sense at all. So in why, what is the name of the series that this is from? It's a mini series currently going on. It is hold on a second. Batman, the night number five, there's a panel where he's talking to Bruce Wayne is talking to someone. And then there's one panel where it's like, they're looking into each other's eyes you know it, the way it's drawn it kind of looks seductive and then they get interrupted and then like nothing comes of that that scene i always thought batman was asexual it's like it's the mission no batman late batman billionaire playboy bruce wayne yes like who wants to go first because i so nah, i'm not a guy okay so so of course we i you know we support gay rights and and all of that on this show where we're none yes. of us are homophobic yeah my issue is that it feels like someone took one panel from one issue of a comic and went see this proves batman's bisexual it's seeing something you want to see that's not really there that's my opinion on this and then it exploded on social media that and then a couple different websites have now picked it up and are talking about it and it's like i know like here now again being a middle-aged cisgender white guy <laughs> the first I, so again everything i say is gonna have to be filtered through that lens yeah and, and i admit it when i first see it i i go come on like because there's so many years of comics that stand in opposition to this right, right? it's again no i i've got okay i'll go my first reaction was this is silly and then i saw some reactions where people were legitimately touched by this there's people like oh man that really makes me feel connected to a character which i think is a good thing is any any time that readers can feel a level of connection. I know to um, the LBGTQ uh, plus community, they do want to feel like they're connected. And oftentimes they, they do feel detached from, you know, society and having these mm-hmm. touchstones is important to them. So, and then, uh, that, so I'm like, at first it's like, this is stupid. And then, hey, you know, maybe that's okay. And then, I, then I got cynical and went, okay, wait a second. This is literally one panel in one book. Yes. That will probably never get referenced again. Right. So, it really, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be totally cynical about this. And this okay. to me feels like DC is, has done it, has done right by this with their, their pride agenda. Their, I don't say agenda. That sounds like a negative term. Their pride movement for this month. Like, you know, Tim Drake is come out as bisexual. Jonathan Kent is a bisexual character. I don't like that because I liked him better as a kid and he could be, you know, kids or kids, whatever is whatever. I just like the little kid Superman stories better. I didn't, I don't like when they have to age teenagers and they take them out of kids stories. I just think that's a lost opportunity. So, but whatever, that's what the character is. It is what it is to do this with Batman feels right now. And the way they did, it feels like they can go see, look, we did this, but they don't have to say it is they put this one panel and they go, and now again, it's open to interpretation. So DC can go, what do you think we meant? And it feels like cowardly, right? It's like, you're going to put that up for artistic interpretation and let people do what they want with it. And if it never gets referenced again, 
some fan can go Batman's bisexual because of this one panel. And the argument go, but that's one panel versus 75 years of comics. So, man, what did they really, if they made a statement, they didn't really make a statement, right? right? It's cowardly. It's cowardly. Either say he is or he isn't. Like, it's like Schrodinger's sexuality at this point. Like, you can't be, like, what is it? If you're trying to make a statement, make the statement. If you're not going to make the statement, then don't. Basically, in the world of shipping, this was the Titanic. I mean, like, I don't know about, I don't know if it's that. I mean, like, it just, it feels like to me, if you, if you, if people feel comforted by this and welcomed and warm, that's a good thing. So it's the Mary Celeste is what you're saying. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Like, <laughs> like no, it just, it feels ship to that me vanished. like. The ghost it, ship. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's like saying, it just, it's, it's, it's trying to have your cake and eat too. Yes. Right. And you're not trying to offend anybody. So you put up a piece of art that can say whatever the reader, viewer, observer wants it to say and you don't have to make a statement on it so if you think batman's bisexual you can think that if you think batman is straight cisgendered you can think that so what did you what statement did you really make you know like you didn't say anything you just threw it out there like it's cowardly yep and here's a question right so carmine d g g dominico i don't know is that that's the artist on the book oh okay did he just like draw the panel and like a did he intentionally draw it to look that way or did he b draw it just thinking like it's two characters connecting so they're looking they're looking in each other's eyes like not this has nothing to do with sexuality this is just two guys looking at each other or Here. did he purposely do it right and they were and they and and well, DC, he, the editors were just like okay well we'll let that in and, and we'll see what happens like he drew it like that it I don't purpose. Yes, but here's the thing. In our culture, in American, in the United States, we have a tendency to say, oh, okay, that's two gay men looking at each other. But in other cultures, that, that it's completely harmless. In most ever in most other cultures, they like they're they're more accepting of of gay relationships and eh, would see that too. No, 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 that's not true. But like in other countries, there are countries where it's it's commonplace for men to hold hands. And it has nothing to do with sexuality. It's just men holding hands when they walk down the street together, right? Like there's 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 countries where it's common for men to kiss when they greet each other. Again, it's not a sexual thing. It's just how they greet each other. But in this country, like we interpret everything because we were founded by Puritans who like, and now we're all repressed. We filter everything through sex. That's that's a good point. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Not it's again. A lot of it too is is your color theory and reading the color theory, like the highlights of red. In the color, it's very easy to interpret. It's very easy to interpret it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, whether, but that's it. That's I mean, like, and again, when he can a piece becomes every piece of art, any piece of art, I should say, can become a Rorschach test. What do you see in it? And I see a lot. And again, DC hasn't come out and said it. So I mean, based on the fact that DC has not said it, I think you have to kind of say he isn't right. And I, I also think like you're right. I think it's just in my interpretation is it's. He just drew it that way. He's an Italian artist, right? So he's from Italy, where again, it's not it's not necessarily a sexual thing. It's just two characters connecting. But we don't know and that. True. We, I know we don't know that, right? But the whole thing is like, but then I think DC sees this start building online, and they're just gonna like let it play out. And if enough people are like, oh, we love this, oh yeah, yeah, that's we meant. Yeah, that's 
That's what I right. said. That's if they're not making a statement at all. And I could be nothing. It could be something that literally did slip through everybody. I don't think so. Cause it's hard not to look at that singular panel and read something into it. Again, I haven't read the issue. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I have no idea, but I don't think that I don't think this is because think of let's look at this. Look at like this. Look at this. If DC wanted to make Batman bisexual, they would have that on. They would have a press release. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, a they would make big news about they it. They would right. have a marketing campaign based mm-hmm. around it. They so would this, do it from a bunker too, because again, no, like would've, you said, like no, they would embrace it. They would totally embrace it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they would do it. Like and again, this feels like it feel. And again, I'm, I've gone. I've gone through a lot of thoughts thinking about this trying to figure out what this is i don't think the comics industry in this day and age the corporate comics industry specifically is this brave to be you know to slip that in there and not to this because it's batman batman's not allowed to sit down right like there's all these edicts on what they can do with batman and i mean like and warner warner dc specifically has done a lot to embrace this community I feel like they would be a little bit more, I don't want to hate using the term out because it's like, like I'm trying to say something more than I am, but I feel like they would embrace this more. I feel like this is something yeah. that got overblown, but maybe you're right. Maybe if, pe- and if there's a lot of hubbub about this, people right. they can go, they can go, yeah, we did it on purpose. With, I don't uh, know, like, and that's fine if they do, but whatever, but they make a statement is all I'm saying. With, with Robin and with uh, Superman, Superman, the like Superman. the new Superman, like they came out and uh, with a press release, like, and made a, made a story of it. You mm-hmm. know, this time it's like, they didn't say anything, so yeah, I don't. I don't think it, that was the in, actual intent, and and it's getting blown out of proportion. I do think it's getting blown out of proportion, but again and again, like I don't think it's a. And this is what hurts is like you know if you if you do feel like you're ostracized, and and unaccepted to have something like this teased and then to say no, it isn't. I mean that's not good either. So I mean like right. like this is like I said this whole thing again. Art is art. You can read in what you read into it. You know. And again, maybe I'm maybe I will spend a long time talking about this when I really shouldn't have been. But I don't know. I just I feel like the cynical side of me says if this was actually something DC wanted to do, they would do it. They would just come out and do it. Yeah. Right. And if this wasn't something they wanted to do, I feel like they would just say something. So by saying nothing, it's like, well, we're just going to wait for this to go away. Yeah. You and know, that's exactly what they're doing. And then people can point to this one panel in this one mini series that's going to get a fraction of the reads that batman uh proper does and will point to that it's like this is a thing so now it becomes like an arguing point for fans and i just that's i guess maybe that's the lens i view all this through is i just hate seeing people fight about stupid shit online and i see this is going to be a, an arguing point and that's why i'm just like oh god you know i'm also just gonna, say it or don't say it i'm also going to say this this miniseries is not something i've seen get a lot of buzz online about no but they did now exactly <laughs> exactly yeah, true yeah you know so it's gotta sell comics man honestly i think i might go back and read this just to see if they are trying to say something but again like i don't know i don't know if that if they didn't want to come out and say batman is bisexual i think that would i think that would be i think that would be silly based on 70 years of continuity right and i don't mm-hmm. think that i don't think that they would be afraid to do it if they wanted to do it because they do have because you know my best my, my buddies eric drum will sit there and tell you for years so say tim drake is gay he said it for years before they ever made the announcement he would go back and tell you various points in various comics of how this has been so he truly believes this has been in the character's dna from the get-go mm-hmm. and i take his word for it and the, like there's other characters like a kate kane who come out right away and like she's lesbian that's the character so right. it's not it's not like they're afraid to do these things right it's just this time the more the more i'm thinking about it, the more i'm like you know what this totally was an accident and they're they don't know what to do with it so now they're just going to stay quiet 
Yeah, I think so. I was just, I was shocked, like, because, and, and I've seen people on social media on both sides of this, and I'm just like, and I'm just looking at it with, through a narrow lens of, like, I just see the one panel everyone's talking about, and just, it doesn't come off that way to me, you know, like. No, I can read it. No, I mean, just looking at especially like the little bit of color theory that I know, I can see where that interpretation comes from, right? I get it. I, I mean, like if you're going to, there's this term of queer coding where you put in like, and I learned that from uh, Brian Fuller, the the showrunner of Hannibal, uh, heard him on a podcast talk about it. So, I mean, there's, uh, there's stuff that's there. I can see it. If you want to tell me that's there, okay, sure, I'll buy it. But the fact that the uh, DC hasn't said it makes me think that it's probably just an artistic interpretation. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, too, because I did see someone on social media go, oh, yeah, DC did put out a press release. And I went to DC's website. Not like, There's nothing. And if there was, it would have been on all the yeah. websites. Yeah. Oh, my, like both sides. Right. There have been like some some channels would have been praising it. And like, you know, there's some channels with go nameless with people who used to wear bow ties would be all over this and saying why it's evil and it's another degradation step in the downfall of America. And like this would have been a huge talking. Which is probably why right. Warner would avoid it, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh... much. I think honestly, much to do about nothing. Again, I've talked myself into ten different circles on this, trying to figure this out. Hmm. And John was the smart st one to stay quiet most of the time. Yeah. This was this was <laughs> this was stupid. I feel stupider having worked myself into this. And yeah, it's the internet is such a wonderful place. I was just reading about this new um, multi WB multiverse game. Oh, it looks kind of cool. I like the trailer. I'm supposed to hate it. I'm supposed to say that's stupid. Shaggy has powers, but I actually thought it was kind of a cool commercial. Well, the, the article I was reading, they, they did a playthrough and they said, it's actually a competitor to smash brothers. Oh, that's cool. They, so, they, the game, they said they did it right. Which yeah, they were surprised too. Man, like, Warner, Warner needs a hit, man. So you're saying Shaggy yeah. never had powers. Not, not, not Super Saiyan powers. No, Sh Shaggy's, yeah, Shaggy's, they, Shaggy's got, got memed because I think in, in, there was, I don't even know where this was. It was one episode of one of the new series. Yeah. And Shaggy, a bunch of bikers in a bar. And I forget, I forget the context or why, but after that, he got memed to death. And now he's Ultra Instinct Shaggy for, you know, using the Dragon Ball Z power up in yeah. Ultra Instinct. And it's just, you know, so now he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Superman, Steven Universe, Tasmanian Devil, and Tom and Jerry, apparently. And Arya Stark, who's in the trailer. Yeah, and and the Iron Giant was there, too. So, yeah, he's Superman. Superman is awesome. Yeah, this could yeah. be a really, honestly, I don't play a lot of video games. This looks like it could be pretty fun. And that's how you, that's how Warner can utilize all the properties they own successfully. There you go. Yeah. They need a hit. Yes, they do. And they need to find it quick because hopefully this is it hopefully yeah all right well on that note we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back with something special after these messages we'll be right back all right boys and girls so as you know last month i went to the great philly expo here in philadelphia and this is the last of the interviews that I got at the show, and I wanted to make sure I got it included before I forgot about it. And I apologize to our good friend, Ben Goldsmith, who has been on this podcast many times. And of course, you know, he is a good friend, and it's always fun to sit down and talk to him. I also have to apologize the first, like, two minutes of the episode, or the, the interview got messed up because he kept getting interrupted. He was actually working the SourcePoint uh, press booth. So 
Yeah, and he hints at something that has been officially released at this point. Uh, Seance Room 2. He did a miniseries a few years ago called Seance Room. He's coming out with a Seance Room 2, which he's kickstarted. Uh, so head over to Kickstarter and search Seance Room, and you'll find, or Ben Goldsmith, and you'll find this and support him because, you know, he's a friend of the show and, and we love his work. And uh, without further ado, here is Ben Goldsmith. Too loud. I had accidentally hit the button, so it paused for a oh, second. All right. All right. So I'll start over again. So normally, well, about seven and a half inches. Thank you for asking. <laughs> normally, when you're at a con, you're behind a booth, asking, uh, signing autographs, selling stuff, talking to fans. Um, but in New York, you got to walk around. Like, when was the last time you had done that before that? And how was that experience? Oh man, the last time I probably did that before was before I had any comics published. It was when I was walking around, yeah. just trying to meet people. You know, um, I mean, and, and talk about a difference of experience, like walking around trying to meet people, begging someone to validate anything you're doing versus like right you know now it's like you get to walk around and you see friends and you're you know you're still making the connections and you're still begging but it's a little less needy <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I overall though it was nice you know i i um new york comic-con is is the con where you can just walk around because it's so massive like yeah um it, it's even here you know we're philadelphia and you, you're able to do the lap pretty pretty quickly um yeah especially but that again that's compared to when you go to New York, uh, yeah, I mean, New York or something, because then people they're they're coming in here and maybe they they haven't been to a big show before and it's like they're they're really overwhelmed. So um, you know, every I mean, talk about just I'm going a little wide here, but talk about perspective. You know, everything is perspective, right? Um, so uh, you know, the perspective of walking around a show versus being behind a table. I don't feel the the pressure to sell to to justify the cost of everything um you know and if if we wanted to walk we could walk and, and go somewhere you know we right. my fiance would just go to dinner instead and not have to worry right. about meeting people afterwards and you know because i did that all during the day because i wasn't worried so it's i mean i mean this is probably so boring for people i'm sorry <laughs> but but it's i mean it, it really is just the difference between um you're 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 not terrified that you've made a financial mistake right. is, is i think one of the biggest things yeah um, and actually, okay, so speaking about conventions in general, right, this is the first con, well, this is the first con in Philly in two years, and then this is the first con, full capacity, no masks, no no restrictions, like, how does it feel? Do you feel like we're back, or? Yeah, is- yeah, absolutely, I do, I do feel like we're back. Um, you know, I think the, <clears throat> the whole point of everything was, uh, I, I'm almost, I'm not looking behind me, but I'm almost positive Stan Kanopka yes, yeah. just stuck his finger in my ear. Um. <laughs> And, uh, I, I, you know, the, the whole thing was, and this is, I mean, I'm not trying to spark outrageous things here, but, <laughs> you know, let's say, for the sake of argument, that the vaccines and everything took a year off my life at the end, okay? Let's right. just, just for the sake of argument, let's right. say that. Well, I get it back now, and that's what I want. I, so I got my vaccines, I did everything, I, because I wanted this. This right. is what I wanted. Exactly. So to me, it's not a thing of, like, I'm easing back in i'm like no 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 no. i wanted this as soon as possible i was first in line i had no i was like fuck it yeah what, oh i'm sorry I, I forget if i can swear or not no i don't care but that was <laughs> that was my again i'm not trying to make this an issue for anything uh, you know whatever but i'm saying worst case scenario which is how i look at things sometimes too i'm like okay worst case scenario this plane goes down well i'll be right. i'll be scared for about five fucking minutes and then i'm done okay <laughs> so my fear of this plane is a little absurd let's get on the plane all right. You know, so it's like, okay, worst case scenario, I something happens to me, you know, it weirds out a certain thing. Well, 
I, I got now. I got to do now. Right. And I'm thrilled to be back without a mask, happy, vaccinated, talking with people in the world again, seeing faces, smiling, living, right. existing, um, you know, and just hoping that people took care of themselves in a way that is meaningful. And, and, and uh, you know, we, we got our time to uh, whatever we were able to do during the, the pandemic. Right. You know, we there were opportunities that we would have otherwise never had, um, some scary, some we will never know the, the true consequences of until, you know, later. Yeah. Um, but all I know is right now I'm sitting with you at a convention with a lot of very happy people. Yes. Right now. Oh, it's. I mean, it's definitely crowded in here. Like, this is the most. This is the most crowded convention I've seen in a long time. Even for, you know, I mean, everyone knows this used to be Wizard, and then uh, Fan Expo bought them out and uh, doing things a little differently. I think. I think it's a lot better than it used to be. But even the last couple of Wizard Worlds were empty. Like this is. There's a crowd here, and it, like, it yeah. feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I just again, it's just man. It was. It was a. Long road to here, right? Isn't that, isn't that funny? Like we, this moment right now is the thing that we were all waiting. For. Like this, exactly. dude, we got, we got here. This is kind of <laughs> wild. It's kind of wild. It's like being at Disney World. You know, you're like, you're thinking about it for years. You, you plan, you save the, the trip, the travel, and then, and then you're staring at the castle, and, and you can't forget. Like you might be rushing around to get to Space Mountain, but don't forget. Like you made it. You're there. Right. Um, Enjoy the moment. Yeah, dude. Big, big one on that here, for sure. I mean, I also find it interesting, like, you come to a convention and you realize every like, there's a lot of people, obviously the fans are mostly from this area, but there's people, uh, artists and whatnot, from around the country, and some are wearing masks and some aren't wearing masks, yeah. and it's like, like, you realize, like, they must come from an area that still have the restrictions on, you know, so I, again, the country's slowly getting there, um, but I mean, it's, it's, like I said, like you said, the smiling faces, like, just seeing people's faces again... It's it's such a gift, I think. I know. I do. I do feel for everyone who has beautiful eyes and poor um, dental hygiene because your, your time <laughs> has, has come and passed. You know, and your and your <laughs> that was your moment was and no no more is. Uh, but yeah, I, that, that's the other thing is when I see people wearing that. I, I don't. You know, again, I, I got my all my vaccines, my boosters, like right. And then there's a reason I did that. Yeah. Um, uh, and and the the people who do wear the mask are working great. Who cares? You know right. why? Because it doesn't it doesn't affect me in the least. Exactly. You know? Thank you. So it's like <laughs> go to town, do or do or don't. Like some some things are different because they genuinely do affect the overall population. Right. That is not one of them. Yes. Dude, that's a person. Go to town. Whatever your choice is, I don't right. care. Um. But uh, yeah, we it, it is interesting, right? Like we there is a the bit of this like. It does almost feel like it's not a thing anymore, right? Like, we, we were all so, we were oh, all just like, it's done. Yeah. You know, and we're good. We're good. It's done. Is what it feels like. And I'm not saying it's not that way. That's, that, it's just how it feels. It's just, I guess I'm just, um, spouting, um, you know, sort of, uh, my, my, my soliloquy right now about like the, the, cause I haven't really thought about what that means in cons. I was just, I'm, I was ready to get back and ready to, you know, and, right. and get back in the zone and sell and all that. So I haven't, I have not thought about any of that. This is really the first time that I'm really even talking about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is, it is, uh, I guess it's just more than anything speaks to the human spirit, right? That we were, we were like, we'll wait, we'll wait and right. go, you know? And, and then people were just game. They were yes. back. So, all right. So let's, uh, 
Let's do a little plugging. Uh, okay. You currently have second place out. Yep. This is my first convention where I've had all four issues of second place all together. So it's, uh, you said four, it's complete stories, four issues. Complete story. So, Don, you're not going to do one anymore? We or? Have, so, Ed, the artist, and I have written up third place. <laughs> okay. Uh, which means that if that happens. So, um, I, I would say that the chances are low of that happening. Uh, okay. We, we have it written. It's it's potentially there. Um, but the, the book didn't actually do that well. It kind of bombed a little bit. And I think a part of it was I wasn't on the trail. Right. You know, and, and you're, you're your own best hype man. I'm yep. not a guy who can just put something online and all of a sudden Bleeding Cool is reporting on it, right? That's not right, me. Exactly. It's never been me. I mean, maybe it won't Not yet. Not yet, right? So um, so it didn't do so well. I think people didn't know quite what to make of it. It looks kind of childish. Uh, it's a mockumentary comic book about bodybuilding aliens, you know? Right. It's, it's a strange concept. It's a hard sell. And it, But, you know, when you're talking to people and you're like, yeah, it's a mockumentary comic about bodybuilding aliens, but it's a sliding doors. It's about a family and making choices and what those choices mean and seeing the other life you could have had and... You know, right. that extremely human part of it, um, usually people go, oh, actually, you know, there's that, that moment of, oh, maybe I will try that. Um, so I, I think it does, that, that book in particular does need a little, just a little extra to get people interested. But in, in terms of previews, it didn't do so well. So I, I can't imagine third place really happening. If it does happen, I might kickstart it on my own, do my own thing. But, but I will say, if that does happen, it will make me tremendously happy to have a book named second place and a book named third place and no first place. Exactly. <laughs> so, so hey guys, feel free to flip through and just open and take a look. Love love your iron shirt, by the way. Yeah. Always selling. Um, so that is one thing about you. Like, do you prefer, like, write a story, be done with the story and move on? Or would you like to work on a continuing, like... Oh, I'd love to work on a continuing story. Yeah? Yeah. The book for That book that I did for Mad Cave, RV9, I had... So much more planned for that. It uh, it just some circumstances kind of made it that it wasn't going to happen, you know. And uh, I have a personal project that if if I ever got that going, it, it's you know minimum sixty four chapters. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, but but I'm I'm just not at that level. I'm not at that level. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you're so un believably kind to me with all this stuff but <laughs> but the truth is like I, I, you know people are still taking chances on it if they're trying a, a ben goldsmith book they don't know right um so it's it's it is a lot more palatable to go oh four issues all right all right i you know and i know i can finish this and i can if i don't like it it wasn't the worst thing i committed to you know uh, right as they think about like the tattoo they got when they were 18 um yeah, so but but at a certain point i, I you know it will be great I would love to do a full continuing series. I, oh my god, yeah, dude, of course, yeah. Hi, please feel free to flip through. Just open them up, take a look. If you have any questions, what? Oh, I can help you with that. They're all on the back. Yep. You can you can pay more for them if you want to, but you don't have to. So what's what's next for Ben Goldsmith? Actually, I'm very excited for what's next. Um, Alex Cormick who did the art for Sea of Sorrows and Road of Bones for IDW, right. Sync for Comics Tribe, currently Crimson Cage for AWA. He and I have been building this book for a while called Ghosts on the Water, which is a Maori Pirates of the Caribbean. And okay. it is uh, it got picked up by Black Caravan, so we are, okay. which is a scout imprint. It's the Joseph Schmalky, uh, Rich Woodall imprint uh, yes, of yes, scout. Yes. So it's, it's picked up. It'll be... In stores, uh, I think early fall. Three three parts, you know, a short right. short thing, um, and it is sensational. Alex is 
So uh, Alex sent me the art finished, totally finished art for chapter two, uh, wow. a, about a, about a week back. And um, not only did I tell him that it's the best art that I've seen from him, which is a high bar considering his work. Oh yeah, it's the best art that I've ever received as a creator. It is exceptional. It is truly. Now, Rotobones is really good. Rotobones so. is very good. He especially better? especially because. Well, I didn't write Road of Bones, so I can't say that because then, the then it's like, you know, Dueck can eat my shit. Like, no, I like him as a writer and everything, as the, the art. Um, you know, it's, Road of Bones is a, is a, the interesting thing about Road of Bones, for anyone who hasn't read it, is it mostly takes place in Siberia. Yes. And it's, it's all it, stark. It's all very stark, and it's all very oneness in terms yes. of, like, the, the palette, and Alex manages to make it not feel that way. Okay. Um, you, you know what I mean? Yes. Um... We gave Alex a lot of stuff that he was able to do with this one. A lot of it's on the water, you know, a lot of sh- a lot of ship and water scenes. But there is a part of it. Um, <laughs> there's a part of it where there's there's a, a page at the end of chapter two that is just, I mean, like not only a miracle that he was able to do it, but also just one of the most fun things to look at. I mean, there is so much. To see on that page from different times, uh, it is it is cool. I right. love. I will. Sh- have you seen? Did I show you yet? Yes. No okay. All right. When's uh, any idea on on when it, it's going to come out? Yeah. For, oh, so previews sometime in mid uh, mid mid uh, summer. Okay. And then, and then previews, uh, and then after that, like we will be kickstarting another four issues of Seance Room. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep. So we'll be going that with the hack slash crossover. And the the Ben Temple Smith interiors on one of the issues. Okay. Uh, so Alex will actually be doing an issue of that as well. Uh, he's 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 agreed to join on for that. Uh, you know, and then after that, I'm just working on other things, and we'll see which which one of them's actually which one of them's by a, a mobster from Brooklyn. Yeah, yes. And which one of them's which is one gonna of them's? see which one of them's is yeah there. one of them's uh, <laughs> which one of them will actually see the light of day. You know, right? Because a lot of these, I'll, I'll do stuff like you know, I'm working on a thing right now where it's a uh, uh, silent movie era style, uh, 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 Flesher, Betty Boop style. No, not not one word in the entire thing. Really? Um, and it's a, it would be about I think something like eighty something pages. You know, um, it's written, it's done. You know, and I have an wow. artist who's doing so, some. Was work that like a? Very, it feels like that would be a challenge. It was. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, I for sure want more of that. Like, I, I don't, I'm too late to have invented Superman, right? That, so yeah. why try? Um, so, exactly. yeah, it's a, you know, very Cuphead-esque. Um, okay. Betty Boop. Yeah, Betty Boop's the best bet, uh, best uh, comp to it. But, you know, we're working on that, but I, who knows if that'll ever actually see the light of day, dude. You know, it might just be a thing that uh, I wrote and doesn't happen. That happens a lot. It'll happen. Uh, sure. There you go. It'll happen. There well, you go. That's you got to have the right attitude. So, but I, but I will say it will happen if all the people listening to this right now go right to Instagram, uh, look up Mr. Ben A U M R B E N A U, and follow and you know keep up with what's going on over there at Instagram. All right. Well, I'm not going to ask you what I always ask. I'm not going to ask you how you measure success because you've answered that about 20 times. I think. Uh, come up with a new question right now. T- top of your head. Something something you've never asked a person on the spot. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be. It can be. It can be dumb. It can be. Or you can ask me something really personal, like shock me. What would be the perfect day to you? <laughs> uh, Magic Kingdom, no lines. 
All right. Yep. I like that. Magic Kingdom, no lines. That would be the perfect day. Mine would be at a comic book convention, talking with friends with a woman, beautiful woman that I love. So today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, that's up. Uh, well, now you, now you make me. Now I should have said today, like I'm in the moment. But I already, I already, you know, we had our in the moment talk yes. earlier. You bastard! You up one up my damn <laughs> answer. Uh, <laughs> mine was selfish as shit. Like I just want to ride the Magic Haunted Mansion as many times as I want to without waiting in lines. And you were like, you know, it's just the present and the people I love and the, the you know, I've been blessed to have these. And I'm like, yeah, and maybe some churros. And, uh, <laughs> You fucker. <laughs> All right. Well, you already told people where to find you on Instagram. Yep. Don't forget to check out Second Place. Available in comic book shops, right? It All is uh, the, the last one, actually. Oh, it's funny, actually. Uh, Miles Morales is reading Second Place right now. Hey, I, Miles, Miles Morales. I wrote that. Oh, I, I, well, it's hard just with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he already knows. I've already talked to him. That is not shocking. Uh, <laughs> you talk to everyone. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's why I have no voice anymore. It's... it's Stunt. That's the one thing I got to build back up my voice. Um, I, 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 no shows for the last couple of years. It's I, I, I've been like at the end of the day, it's done. It's gone. No stamina yeah. for the voice. Tea anyway, and le- tea, lemon, and honey. Yes, and instead I have coffee and cigars. Like a real idiot. Um, so anyway, all right, I'm all gonna right, go sign that book for Miles Morales. I was about to say, let's bring this in for a landing. So, yeah. thank you, sir. Always, uh, absolute pleasure. All right, all right. that. We'll do it for this week, gentlemen. So let's go around our, and, and do we have uh, recommendations or something that we learned this week? We'll start with John. I learned nothing. <laughs> I learned absolutely. Although, like, I, I did I, I did get my fourth booster, so I did learn that I should never, ever assume that the day after a booster for anything that I will be lucid. You, I got, another, I, you got another booster? I'm I am of the age that I'm allowed to get a second booster. I'm gonna go try to get a second booster and see what they say. It's possible that, in, like in your neck of the woods, so many people are opting not to that they might have extra doses and want to get rid of them before yeah. they expire. I got a lot so, of coaching this summer, so I'd rather rather not be in arena floors. Yeah, with all this stuff ticking up, but yeah. But my my yeah my recommendation. Is like I like I said before earlier in the show. I was on Netflix and I'm watching Comey Can't Communicate. I'm rewatching the first season because they now have a second season, and it is it is candy for the soul. With everything else that's going on, this is just just an innocent little you know anime that is just heartwarming. So you know if you want to if you want to break from reality, this this would be one one way to get there. All right, JD. I learned that. Straight white guys should probably just be seen and not heard. Um, <laughs> even when trying to try to just treat, ruin our, our, show, our whole show. That's our show. show. Right. That's true. Even while trying to wade through something, you think you have the right ideas with something and you can talk yourself into, out of, and through to the point where you have 19 different ideas and none of them make sense. You probably should have shut your mouth to begin with. And hey, talk, talking, talking your way through it is the best is one of the best ways to learn besides listening. That's true. And at least we're, we're willing to hear other viewpoints. Oh, I'm, I'm always willing to listen to somebody, you know? So, you know, you try to get better. I have a recommendation. Chippendales rescue Rangers. Okay. You said you, you teased this. What I heard it was good. I quite it's, it's, I would deem it the unofficial sequel to who framed Roger rabbit. Because oh. I, I heard there was like a cameo in the background of, of 
South Park people and like yeah. like everybody you can think of is actually in this. They so. got a surprising amount of licenses they got for this thing. And it's very it's a it's a mystery story, much like Roger Rabbit, but ton, done today with surprising characters. The we talked about Sonic and the poor special effects hmm. in the in the first trailer. Oh, I heard that is that is a plot point of the movie. And it's really enjoyable. And some I read some guy on Twitter saying, man, they chickened out of every joke they could have had. And it's like, dude, it's a it's for kids, right? Not everything aimed at kids needs to be biting satire to make 30-year-olds happy. Like, come on, man. Yep. Like I was entertained. All I asked for is a little bit of entertainment while my kids having a good time, right? It's fun, it's enjoyable. And uh, if you like cartoons, there's a lot of there's a lot of good jokes. Is it going to be super witty? No, it's fun. No, it's Chip and Dale. <laughs> it's Chip and Dale. Freaking dork. I mean, um, for, I, I was surprised at how, I mean, as witty as it is, like I haven't seen it, I but like just the trailers and everything and, and reading it. the reviews, it's like. Watch pretty, it. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. And it's it does make some statements on the current state of animation and uh, where, film and piracy and stuff like that. It's It's a lot of fun. And where did you see it? Disney Plus. It's on Disney oh, Plus. Okay. Oh, cool. it's a, I thought it was a theater release when no, I first no, saw the Disney, trailer. Disney Plus original. Oh, well, I know what I'm doing tomorrow when I'm supposed to be working. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm on, I want to hear what you guys think about it next week because it's, it was a lot of fun, actually. Hmm. Maybe a possible review. I'm down. Yeah. All right. Well, I learned that one, the internet is a weird and toxic place. Yes. You just, you just learned that. <laughs> <laughs> where have you been and then i learned that the 60s was a much different time well i learned that before the podcast so oh oh i almost forgot guys you know what comes out friday what kenobi oh that's right yeah are you gonna actually watch this one yeah it's star wars oh okay <laughs> star wars marvel Eat. i John, also really? learned really i don't know why but i'm just not really that excited for Uh-oh. this really Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it, but I, you know, it, it better be good. I just Looks learned good. that John is another toxic cis white uh, male. <laughs> Come on. Don't harsh our Star Wars recommendations. I don't, you know, I, you know what I'm going to recommend? I'm going to recommend if you haven't yet, and everyone out there, I'm sure, has some kind of streaming device, download the Tubi channel and check it out. There's a lot of content on there that is, absolutely, yeah, sure, they inject ads, but. I'll say this. Who cares? You grew up. You grew up with cable TV. You know ads. Not only that, like I've some of them like inject a bunch of ads. They only injected like two, maybe three ads in the middle of the episodes, and that was it. So it was great. Like it was tolerable. It didn't like. I hate when you're watching a half hour show and it takes forty five minutes because of all the ads they inject. Oh yeah, we watched American Tail on Tubi, and it had like two commercials. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it wasn't bad Not at bad. all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. And I, I will say one more thing. I, I will lead off with this. I'll end with this. The more time goes, the more I'm starting to come around to John's take on the last three Star Wars movies. Well, Uh-oh. wonders never cease. Uh-oh. The, the, I'll just leave it at that and we'll table that discussion for a later day. Fair I, think, I think that's, yeah, that's going to be, a, we'll probably have to talk about that next week when we definitely will be talking about Kenobi. And possibly the, and and the chippendale rescue ranger movie it's gonna be a slow news it's gonna be a slow news week we can yeah. do both hmm. unless dc turns around and shocks us and and confirms it but i doubt that's gonna happen so they don't have the guts they don't have the guts on that note boys and girls as always thanks for listening don't let you keep me caught in the door have a good week